Ohio is seeing its highest number of new COVID infections in two months. Colleges and universities in Greater Cleveland are receiving $261 million from the latest federal stimulus. And a Cleveland City Commission gives the first approval to Sherwin-Williams HQ plans. It's The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Wednesday, July 21st. I'm reporter Robin Goist. Ohio reported its highest total of new coronavirus infections in nearly two months on Tuesday, and trends are emerging to support the notion that areas with lower vaccination rates are at a greater risk. 744 cases were reported on Tuesday, the most on a single day since 987 on May 26th. Over the past week, Ohio reported an average of 525 cases a day, more than double the averages from earlier this month. The recent spike comes one week after Ohio's chief medical officer said vaccination rates have essentially created two Ohios, one where the vaccinated are largely protected and another where the more transmissible Delta variant poses a significant risk to the unvaccinated. Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff said the highest vaccination rates are in cities and surrounding suburbs, but pockets of the state, particularly rural areas, are lagging behind. Colleges and universities in Greater Cleveland are receiving $261 million through the American Rescue Plan. Kent State is receiving the most at $63 million, followed by Tri-C at $41 million, the University of Akron at $40 million, Cleveland State at $35 million, and Lorain County Community College rounding out the top five at $19 million. But by law, more than half the money is going directly to students, sometimes to meet tuition needs, but often in the form of a check. All college students are eligible to receive emergency grants, but the federal guidelines say universities should prioritize students with the most need, such as those receiving Pell grants or who lost their job during the pandemic. For the other half of their stimulus money, colleges are restricted on how they can spend it, but university leaders say they want to use it to pay for health and safety measures, COVID testing, HVAC improvements, additional financial aid for students, or to make up for lost revenue incurred due to the pandemic. A city commission tasked with reviewing Sherwin-Williams' plans to build a skyscraper for its new downtown Cleveland headquarters gave its first approvals Tuesday, though not without a few caveats. The paint giant obtained a unanimous thumbs-up for its concept plan from a group of Cleveland City Planning Commission and Landmarks Commission members for the 36-story tower and pavilion the company wants to build west of Public Square. But the combined commission withheld its approval for Sherwin-Williams' plans to build a four-story parking garage and additional surface lots. Use of the land between West 3rd and West 6th Streets and St. Clair and Frankfurt Avenues, and how it fits into the character of the adjacent warehouse district was a key discussion point during the meetings. Despite those concerns, the approval was a step forward for the company's plans to build its $300 million headquarters in downtown Cleveland. University Hospitals is breaking ground on Ahuja Phase 2, a $236 million project in Beechwood that will expand bed capacity, make patient access easier, and create hundreds of jobs. It's one of several hospital construction projects that are either recently completed or in the works in Northeast Ohio. Cleveland Clinic Hillcrest Hospital in Mayfield Heights recently broke ground on its $15 million Loza Cancer Pavilion, in addition to its existing cancer center. The $946 million Metro Health System Glick Center Hospital is under construction. 
And after Akron-based Summa Health opened its new patient tower in 2019, it's currently constructing a $77 million behavioral health facility, and it recently opened its new Stowe-Kent Medical Center. Altogether, the hospital projects add up to an eye-popping $1.4 billion. Authorities are asking for the public's help identifying a baby girl left Saturday night at a bus stop at East 105th Street and Superior Avenue. Someone called RTA to report the baby was naked and her feet were purple, and the caller was concerned about the disposition of the man who had the baby. The 50-year-old man claimed to be the father, but police couldn't determine the relationship between him and the baby, who was believed to be about six months old. A county spokeswoman said they don't track data for the number of babies lost and found because it doesn't happen often, and babies are usually identified within a few hours, not days. The Department of Children and Family Services took custody of the girl, who is safe in foster care, and no parents or family members came forward as of Tuesday. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up. 